Hello everybody and welcome back to the BNB podcast. This is episode 102. It's gonna take a while for me to get used to that, saying that. Um, and today marks the very first episode. We do not have Brody on today. Um, he is currently busy being a nerd um, with his World of Warcraft stuff, so we've been busy all week and uh, we need to, we've been needing to record a few episodes because we are moving soon, so I'm just planning in advance to get content for you guys, but today, instead of Brody, I am joined by my friend, Travis. Hello everyone, how's it going? I'm just going to assume it's good, okay? We're just going to assume you're doing good <laughs> Sorry. and that. Course of habits. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, Travis has wanted to come on the podcast for a while, and like we were saying before we started recording, um, just haven't really had a topic that we had in mind, so I just invited him to our little topics um, document, and he looked through there to see what he kind of wanted to talk about, and... Um, and yeah, so we're here now. Um, hopefully going to have him on for more than one episode. Um, we'll definitely have to plan for the future. Maybe Kyle will be on as well. Um, but yeah, so today... Today, well, yes, I guess we can start off with like how we kind of met. Because everyone that's been on the podcast, at least um, other than my friend Colton, um, have all been friends of mine that I met at camp. Yeah, pretty much. That's how. That's exactly how we how we heard camp. Or yeah, how we met. It was camp. But yeah. I knew about him before, like uh, before we actually met, because I think it was it was Alexa that was like mentioning. Like she was like, "Oh yeah, there's a guy at uh, camp. We always call Potter." <laughs> and then it was like, uh, I forget what senior co-ed it was, but that's where we met. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh... <laughs> I remember everyone just seemed to have this, like, I was just infamous around around the camp as this Potter guy, and I don't know, uh, I just feel like I was in a weird position there where I was like, alright, I guess I'll play through this persona. <laughs> yeah, I've I've never called him by his real name, I've always called him yeah. Potter. He's Potter in all yeah. my contact stuff. <laughs> yeah. It, it is very surreal for me, though, because uh, even um, the the directors and stuff of the camp like they're like hey you know do you do you want us to still call you potter and i'm like i really don't care <laughs> so yeah it's definitely strange but yeah we met in um a senior co-ed one of the senior co-ed camps and uh yeah we got along quite well came yeah, friends it, yeah it was fun it was mainly because of uh, recognition from uh i was laughing at that one skit you did because you were in, in my cousin's cabin and they did like a newscast roast. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I remember that. That was wild. Oh God. yeah, good times, good times. Yeah, we could have an entire episode just on camp stories. <laughs> oh yeah, me and Kyle had uh, had one the uh, few episodes ago, episode ninety-seven, I believe. We we're just talking about how great that place is. It is. It really is. Yeah. It's that's why I'm, it's opening up actually back again. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of yeah. glad to be back counseling there. Yeah, I know Kyle's directing a few camps, he said. So. Oh, oh my god, he's a director now? Oh, I, <laughs> I hope he's directing the scampers, because then if... Yeah, that's an entire different story, me and yeah. Kyle. The the chaos that me and Kyle are yeah. together. Mm-hmm. We yeah. turned an entire camp into a season of Game of Thrones. Pretty much, yeah. There's a whole uh, red banquet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so Kyle is a dirty traitor. Uh, never yeah. forget that. Yeah. Just so you know, guys, this is one side of the story. Maybe we'll have both of them on, and we'll have them retell the story, and I'll hear it from both of their perspectives. He betrayed me, okay? I tried to unite the camp, and he he pulled a Walder Frey and just... It was horrible. Uh, the the trauma. I, I really wish I would have uh, been there to witness that. It does sound quite um, dramatic. But, uh, you have joined Kyle, probably, in betraying me. Eh, probably. <laughs> he would have, like, sweet-talked me into it, so... Um, Kyle, Kyle's an evil bastard. Kyle is an evil bat. Alright. Those are some fighting words. We'll have our own boxing match. 
or just start a new arc for like the hundred episodes. Yeah, the Travis versus Kyle fight. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, uh, I guess we can just start with the with the topic now, which is um, it's been on this for a while, and it's just kind of an interesting topic, which is. If we could hang out with one fictional person or real person, who would it be and why? And, you know, there can be multiple people, um, not really confined to one person. But um, you you have an idea of who it would be? A few, actually, like historical people-wise. One mm. person, like, do, they don't have to be alive at the moment, right? No. Personally, uh, well, you could say it's kind of two, but same family. One person who's actually been a really big inspiration in my life that I would have loved to hang out and actually talk to was Steve Irwin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then a little lot of people kind of, like, I think a lot of Australians, I don't know how, I've heard some of them like kind of think he's an idiot or some people do because of how he treats mm-hmm. animals, but he had a big impact on my childhood because I watched a lot yeah. of those shows. So for those of you who don't know, I'm... Uh, went to environmental science, renewable resource management, so that's working a lot with species, and mm-hmm. that's kind of how I grew to love animals, like seeing, like, oh, like, for example, at work, we're cleaning, I work at a visitor center, and we're cleaning um, out the place, there's spiders, the girls are horrified, and I just kind of am marveling at them. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I would, that's one person I'd really love to, like, hang out with, or just, like, go camping with, would be Steve Irwin, but Living in a realistic dream, I'd love to meet uh, Bindi Irwin, like his daughter. Oh yeah, yeah. Seeing his kids have kind of taken after him a lot. Oh yeah, like it's good. Conservation is a is a good thing to be in because living in living in a forest right now. Because as I'm recording this, I'm sitting on deck right in my cabin, listening to the birds. So I apologize if you can hear them. But yeah, it's kind of fell in love with it. So that's kind of. What I would do with them is I'd totally go camping with them or something. Because <laughs> hey, that's a good yeah. way to spend time with people. Yeah, definitely. And it's more just because, like, a big impact. So it's like you want to meet your heroes for that mm-hmm. one. Exactly. And I do have some other ideas for ones that we can get to later that mm-hmm. are kind of the opposite. It's more like, okay, opposites attract, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the the idea behind this is just kind of surreal because, like, literally meeting anyone, you know, you could sit down with them for, like, a meal or whatever. You could ask them whatever, and, like, those are answers that only, you know, they might have. Exactly. Like, for example, if I met, like, any of the Irwins, what I would ask him is, like, uh, how do you not, uh, like, how did you originally see predators like crocodiles which in australia saltwater crocodiles are a real hazard people have gone missing from them so it's a question yeah. of like how do you just how are you so comfortable with something that could easily rip you apart exactly it's yeah that's wild yeah i kind of already understand that answer a little bit because one you understand an animal's uh instincts mm-hmm. you can trust their instincts but yeah. understand their instincts is a whole different thing. So don't think uh, just because I tell you that, oh, yeah, you can trust an animal. Don't go don't go petting moose or deer. Yeah. Or don't, geese, go, don't, don't go riding gators, people. Yeah, don't, don't go riding them crocs. Lord is bad enough. You don't need to do it elsewhere. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what about you? Who would you want to hang out with? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That one's that one's difficult. Um, I think of it's like it's easy. To, it's an easy. It seems like an easy question, but it's one yeah. that takes a lot of thought. Yeah, it definitely depends. Like if I could only see one person that's like um, I wouldn't say fictional, but like real that passed. Um, I'd like to pick Kurt Cobain's mind. Kurt Cobain would be an awesome choice. Yeah, he like. What he did with Nirvana and grunge and paving the way for what is now, like, grunge rock is really, I just think it's really cool. And, like, I love music and I love, like, alternative rock and hard rock, grunge rock, all all the rocks. Dude, I listen to Lithium on Sirius XM, like, every day driving to work. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Really, I can't imagine what the world would be like without alternative grunge. Everyone complains about yeah. the 90s, but no, Kurt Cobain is a hero of the 90s. Yeah, and like I get people don't like his voice. They think it's a whiny rocker, you know, um, too raspy and like can't really understand it, whatever. But like if you actually like and I get the same fucking um, arguments with metal. You can't understand them for their screaming or whatever. But like if you actually paid attention and listened, you can definitely hear what they're saying. Exactly. You can understand it more. At least they're actually saying it instead of like the auto tune stuff where someone's just talking yeah. over and then there's. It just technology moved it. Yeah. At least with like metal and uh, rock, you're still like, that's a lot of that's pure talent because that metal, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, hurts the vocal cords. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta condition yourself for that. You can't just jump into oh. it. People that think that it's talentless or there's no skill involved, like you couldn't be further from the truth. Exactly. Like before machines took over, if, controversial opinion or a lot of people probably agree i think like uh genres like rock and even country take a lot more talent than say than like a lot of uh, music yeah yeah i mean the pop industry has notoriously just been affected by just auto-tune and just sampling like even sampling like i i've seen songs that take like 80 percent of another song and just put like their lyrics over top of it and it's like okay well you've cut the job now in half because you don't have to do anything to get you know a good sample you can just (laughs) there's like no real um i guess quest to make your music anymore which um and you you technically need one person because think of it a lot of the like a lot of rock and uh metal I can't, there's not one person who's just a sole rock, rock artist. There's they always have like a band with them. Mm-hmm. Like even the people who've made a name for themselves, like Kurt Cobain, uh, even Phil Collins, Ozzy Osbourne, they were always part of a band first. Like Phil Collins yeah. had Genesis, Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like, it's not even just that they paved the way for grunge. It's the fact that like Nirvana was quite political for oh, they were. what they were. And like, I don't think people real realize that they're just like, Oh, it's like a, you know, deviants listen to this type of thing. And um, it's all just the same, whatever. But like, if you actually listen to tracks like lithium and like um, <laughs> Polly, like those are like big statement songs. Oh yeah. Like a lot of, that's kind of what grunge and all, grun- ah, not grunge, grunge and alternative rock are. And that's kind of, they led to like uh, the punk genre too. And punk is kind of the same thing. A lot of it's all political messages. Yeah. I feel like that's the case for a lot of bands and music and stuff. I saw recently a bunch of, um, I'll call them children because that's basically what they are. Were, um, I don't know what story this is. <laughs> were, well, a bunch of them were putting up a big stink about Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, I know this story. <laughs> yeah. So they they were calling they were I think they were like praising Rage Against the Machine without actually knowing what they stood for and like a bunch of um older people started to tell them they're like, "Hey, you realize that Rage Against the Machine was like pretty much anti-establishment, right?" <laughs> yeah, like what is, yeah, what do you think the machine in Rage yeah. Against the Machine stands for? Yeah. It's not Rage Against the Dishwasher, like... Exactly. Like, a lot of those bands... That's the one thing that uh, bothers me. Like, just... I'm gonna go on a rant for a little bit. Especially with, like, a lot of the far right. Not to get political, but a lot of people complaining seeing, like, these artists, like, bands, celebrities, like, voicing a political opinion, and they say, oh, celebrities shouldn't have uh, political opinions. Yet, you guys, they're standing beside uh, literally... A celebrity that became president. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing. Artwork has always, always been political. Like movies, mm-hmm. Star Wars, Star Wars. It's George Lucas's anti-Vietnam statement. Yeah, like Rage Against the Machine. Even like mm-hmm. Nirvana. Back to Nirvana. So, yeah, Kurt Cobain. 
Yeah, we're really off, man. We really yeah. go off topic from like the original topic of this. <laughs> uh, I, you know, that's one thing that I've kind of come to terms with the podcast is we used to keep it on track or try to, and and you know, we deviate from the road. And one thing that I started to hate when I went to go edit back is me or Brody or anyone just saying, "No, oh, let's go back on topic," because honestly, it doesn't matter. It it the podcast for me and i think for anyone who's been on it is just a conversation to get things flowing and like if you go off track exactly. you go off track whatever exactly that's what that's really what a podcast is like yeah it's just fun listening to some people have conversations mm-hmm. and like i i love when conversations start to open up more like i know with brody and i we are very like-minded but sometimes I like to play devil's advocate and just be like, hey, how about this? Because I know he'll disagree with me, but then he'll be like, no, this is why I believe this, not just, yeah, yeah, I be- yeah, that's right. Like, Oh, yeah. So. Like, it's actually fun having uh, a conversation with someone who has thinks different opinions mm-hmm. of you, Yeah, but and they act like an adult. Yeah. Like one guy I hang out with here at the park all the time, he considers himself very right-wing conservative, and I consider myself left-central, and guess yeah. what we have we have civil conversations and we agree on some things definitely like it's all about a matter of just having civil speakings and that kind of goes back to uh with the law the with a lot like nirvana like with their mm-hmm. art because when you actually look at all that like good music's all about comes from pain like one of my favorite yeah. bands cranberries mm, like yeah. their best song song zombie mm-hmm it was made from a tragedy. Yeah. Like it was all about pretty much uh the artist like uh ah uh, what I know her name like Dolores or Iridian or uh hold on a sec just I believe it's Iridian but I could be wrong. Dolores Iridian, yeah. Yeah. Or right or 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 Ryden. yeah, she's Irish, and that was mm-hmm. like kind of like talking about like the troubles, saying like how like don't like saying like don't blame everyone who's Irish for like the terrorist attack or what happened, and yeah, kind of like it's a really depressing song when you think about it. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with actual zombies. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Well, have you seen Army of the Dead? No. Uh, well, they use that, and uh, it. They, I'm actually really happy that they used an acoustic version of that song, and it, yeah. it was not a scene that really fits. Like, it, not going to spoilers, but it surprisingly fit. <laughs> yeah, and like that's what I love about music. And even if like I couldn't sit down with say Cobain, like I think I definitely like one of my favorite artists of all time, and he'll always be on the top is Corey Taylor. And like his work with Slipknot and his work with Stone Sour, it's the it's the same kind of thing. And uh, you know, I think he he gets a bad rap for being like a dick, but there's a fine line between being an obnoxious asshole and speaking out on things that he's actually passionate about. Oh, exactly. Like some like here's there's a difference between civil and being a good speaker. <laughs> yeah. Cause you don't you don't get your opinion out by being nice. No. Well, no one's gonna no one's gonna really listen if you're like, hey guys, like I think we should, you know, talk about this issue. Like pe- people as as bad as it is, people really do only pay attention when it, something starts a controversy. Exactly. That's, that's like, the only thing you change things. That's like one of my like one of the rappers I listen to. He's like he is completely like he does not give a shit who he offends, very political, Tom McDonald. Oh yeah, um, and well. I haven't heard his new song that just came out, but he just did a, I'm guessing, diss track on all the snowflakes. That's what it's called, <laughs> snowflakes. But he, like, even him, I'd love to like just sit down with him and pick his mind because he just seems like, ge- like literally, what you see is who he is, pretty much. Yeah. He's like, like a very genuine person. A good example of that, actually. Who, I guess, is my next one that I would like to sit down with. And hang out with Bill Burr. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the guy just is not afraid to offend anyone. And, like, and he just says, his, he just speaks his mind. And some mm-hmm. people get offended of it. But here's the thing you got to think with comedians like, it's kind of their job to be funny. And comedy isn't really supposed to be about 
being nice. Yeah. Always the, because that just says something about us. Oh, hi, Nora. You want to sit with me? Sorry. Good. <laughs> Dog's there. But uh, yeah, it's that says a lot about us as a species that uh, we find uh, misfortune of others funny <laughs> or yeah. people dissing on others. But at the same time, it's kind of it's kind of true. <laughs> hmm. Definitely. I, you know, there's like a lot of issues with society, and I think uh, musicians, comedians, just entertainers in general, they they're at a position where they can kind of bring awareness and help, and I think that's really cool. And that's another reason why I'd want to sit down with you know either Corey Taylor or Cobain. Um, I think honestly, they they're probably not far off from being alike those two. So. Exactly. Like, there's, for example, like Bill Burr, I consider one of the funniest comedians. Like, just watch yeah. some of his stuff, like, especially on him on Conan O'Brien. And of course, like, <laughs> I think one of the funniest irony, too, is I guess, like, people aren't afraid to make fun of themselves because I know Bill Burr made a thing on how much he hated Star Wars. And then, yeah. as a joke, he was casted as a character and became a <laughs> fan favorite. Yeah. Because that's the interesting about this topic, too, is when we hang out, like, a lot of these, like, people, like, yeah, everyone knows their name, but they're just real, they're just people at the same time. So mm-hmm. that's why they're interesting. It's interesting to have conversations with them because uh, they have a lot of life experiences. Yeah. And, like, Brody and I recently did an episode on celebrities and whether celebrities should be, you know, held in a higher standard or put on a pedestal per se. And one thing that I guess I didn't touch on that episode is the idea of fame and celebrity. I don't know if I would like fangirl, quote unquote fangirl and freak out when I met like somebody like that. But like, I feel like I'd be excited because, you know, like that's possibly someone you've looked up to or um, been passionate with what they're doing for years and like meeting them would be pretty cool. But like at the same time, I think I'm pretty grounded in the idea that, you know, they they have friends and family and they you know they do their job they go home maybe they have kids and you know a few pets and they they live the same i mean not the same but they they have similar um uh like lifestyles i guess like you know everyone does the same things exactly like did you you should watch that i don't know if you've seen that one interview uh of anthony mackie at a panel and Someone is asking him, like, uh, like, what do you do to become like an actor? And he was pointing out the difference between an actor and a celebrity. And Anthony Mackie mm-hmm. saying, "I'm an actor. I'm not a celebrity." Or I went to aspire to be an actor. Yeah, like they're two different things. Yeah, exactly. And like back to the one thing, like kind of how viewing people. Like I've met some pretty famous people, like Canadians. I don't know if any of you know Jay Ingram. He was the host of Daily Planet for a long time, like when I watched it as a kid. And uh, a couple of years ago, he was doing a talk on prions at our college. And I met him and had a discussion with him. And it was like talking to a normal person. Yeah. Like there was nothing really. He didn't glow or anything. Like he was humble. <laughs> it was just like you're having a conversation with any person. Mm-hmm. Like for me, in the job, law jobs I work, I work with the public. So I interact with people a lot. It was just something like that. You yeah. just hear the person's story, hear their opinions, shake their hand. Back when you could shake hands, but... Yeah. And I mean, most people that you meet, I think, will probably be pretty good about it and friendly and whatever, unless like they're in the middle of something. But like, you will meet those asshole fucking celebrities. I know I met um, somebody from uh, a Canadian band up here that were, was playing in town for our uh, summer stampede thing um he's a fucking twat i mean i can say that openly i'm not gonna say who it is because lawsuit uh <clears throat> but <laughs> but like he was a fucking prick and like you, you'll get those people like they they think that they're all that and whatever but oh yeah Wait, i feel like i know I a lot like, of hollywood a listers are the same thing sorry i'm talking over you <laughs> i don't know it was discord's fault too the delay um i just you know i figure that um you probably can gauge who's you know gonna be nice and civil about things and 
friendly just by the way that they hold themselves. I mean, like, sometimes you can't. I know, like, for, like, late-night TV hosts, James Corden, I've heard he's a fucking prick. I heard also, that, too. Like, but he I've also seems like such a fun nice, guy. So. Yeah, so you never really know. Like, I heard, you know, in the middle of the show when it's a commercial, he just doesn't care about the crowd. He's on his phone mm-hmm. or whatever. But, like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just one one night that that happened. Like, you never really know. Exactly. You can't always judge someone, too. Like, I don't, yeah. like, for example, like, uh, Stephen Colbert, uh, I always thought he was kind of like a, a douche, but, uh, no, like, just kind of the more I find out about him, like, he's more humble. humble. And one thing mm-hmm. I really realized, too, is a lot of these people, because going back to, like, the topic, like, one person I want to hang out with is, I was going to save it for, I'm going to save it for last, but they're a very humble person. And they're loved by everyone, but they're the nicest human being you met. And a lot of these people all have one thing in common. They usually have had struggles everyone has. Like, they've mm-hmm. lost people they've loved, or for, I guess, like, people like Robert Downey Jr. Like, I don't think Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is at the top. Like, he, that's his story is probably one of the biggest, uh, like, uh, up down like burn crash and burn and then up from the ashes yeah he's he was his recovery was definitely like a crazy thing to see oh exactly like he became he literally became one of the like most well-known and most paid actors in hollywood mm-hmm. like well technically the entire yeah like it was interesting story about that like uh just to tell people with marvel is marvel was bankrupt when they started the mcu so they couldn't use their big flagship uh, franchises that everyone knew it back in 2008, like Spider-Man or X-Men, because they sold those rights to Fox and Sony, respectively. Yeah. So they're like, okay, uh, one character we have is Iron Man, so and they cast Robert Downey Jr. from them, and then from that movie, well, I don't need to tell you on how on what happened then. <laughs> yeah, it's just a was a global phenomenon from that point on. Oh yeah, pretty much create its own genre mm-hmm. at this rate. Yeah. Um. Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Um. That's kind of like where I'd fall on real. Um. Real people of fictional. Mm-hmm. Um. I I don't really know. Like I feel like I could definitely pull out like a lot of video game characters. Like um. I'm a really big fan of the Last of Us series, so like sitting down with like Joel, Joel from the Last of Us. I think that'd be quite cool because he's quite a, he's quite a calm, chill dad type vibe. Um, Joel would be a good character. one. Um, I'm replaying through um, Horizon Zero Dawn right now, and the main protagonist Aloy, she's really cool. Like I think it'd be cool, and not even just sitting down with these people, but sitting down with them in their kind of like environment, like where they like how they're living and their situations oh yeah speaking of like i'll i'll say mine who i want to hang out with pretty much any resident evil protagonist like especially either leon or ethan winters especially after playing eight through eight yeah like just kind of oh yeah i like it because for example like leon and chris the reason they're not the main characters is because of how at this point they're like john wick so yeah. they're they're professionals but still it's an interesting idea to talk to like mm-hmm. to see like what they're like like when you're not fighting all these undead zombies because let's be honest their jobs in the resident evil universe stuck have to deal with like horror on a daily basis and then you have ethan yeah. who and by eight <laughs> this is his second time dealing yeah. with this shit and yeah. man the, you can tell him he's improved but at the same time he goes through a lot of shit. Yeah. And I doc that's one game I won't spoil because there is a yeah. big plot twist. Justice for Ethan. Exactly. Yeah, Justice for Ethan. Capcom, why do you hate his hand so much? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I just think not even just the characters, but just the like the worlds that they're in is just something that's quite cool. And that's like a fascination that's fascinating people forever it's like if you could live in a universe like where would you go and stuff because like like there's definitely like different skill sets you need and different knowledge you need in order sometimes just to survive like 
and The Last of Us, in order to survive, you have to pretty much learn a new way of living. Like, how do you live in a universe like Resident Evil, where you have viruses that have, like, 100% kill rates just coming out on a daily basis, almost? Because here's the thing, like, uh, the T-virus, oh god, I'm so glad we got, I'd rather have COVID than the T-virus, but still, we're dealing with a pandemic, and we did a shit job. Yeah, in the Resident Evil universe, they were able to stop uh, a zombie outbreak with just a nuke. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's some uh, unrealistic stuff there, but still, it's like kind of like, okay, so like, is it all covered up? Or like, what's mm-hmm. like, what's really giving on the no? Because I feel like a lot of that stuff in the public. Yeah. What do you, what do you think you'd ask Ethan or anyone from like a fictional universe? What do you think you'd ask if you had the chance? Honestly, honestly, one thing you never really point out to, especially for example, Ethan, how high is your pain tolerance at this point? <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly, because we watch all these fights with any fictional character, they just mm-hmm. get they just get knocked into buildings at time and like yeah. and you don't think that hurts, but at the same time, like uh it takes a good actor. Like for example, Civil War, uh uh Scarlett Johansson, she did she does a pretty good job showing how much in, in pain she was. Her character would be just getting thrown into cement by someone with like a superhuman strength. Yeah, it's like okay, so like, does it hurt as much as it looks or less? <laughs> like, right. it'd be it'd be a really insensitive question to ask uh, Ethan. Like, so yeah. how does it feel getting your arm chopped off, and what yeah. does it feel like getting it reattached? <laughs> yeah. A scale of one to ten. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, one being like, oh, just a fl- just a scratch. Ten being just a flesh wound. <laughs> yeah, and then eleven just having a building building dropped on your head. <laughs> one yeah. one like when I, when I'm talking about like uh, you know wanting to sit down with like Aloy from Horizon, like I think one question I'd ask is like um, more about like the culture between like all the different Ooh. groups of people because in that game like. Humanity's pretty much wiped out other than like these few tribes who prospered after the world pretty much ended and they all like started civilizations differently. You know, you got some one group that worships like the the mountain, you got one that worships a sun god, you got like others that just are like pretty much barbarian. So it'd be interesting to see like how civilization went from, you know, we're living in the 21st century and like they're living like by the time the world ended, they were living way farther ahead than us. Like such an advanced society to go back to pretty much basics. Cause this is pretty much uh, other than like the fucking machines and whatever, like this is kind of how people used to live before civilization evolved. So it's kind of, it'd be interesting to question on how we went from like technology ruling the world back to using bow and arrow to hunt. Oh, exactly. Like my personal opinion, like what I liked about Horizon is it kind of feels like someone pushed the re- reset on civilization. Because like what yeah. you said, with all these cultures, like tribes having different cultures, is that really different from like what ha- what humanity went through? Because right. when you look at evolution, like if not like if you believe it or not, I personally believe it. You be all originate from one area, but yet we have different cultures in all these places. Some worship, uh, mm-hmm. some worship one god. Some worship multiple gods. Some are some war is their life. Some just want peace. Yeah, like it's amazing. So yeah, that would be a really good question to ask, uh, Aloy. Mm-hmm. And I but mean, not- I think I feel like everyone also would have like you know family members that well, they would. Uh, talk to again if they could like i know i'd i'd probably have a conversation with my grandpa because he was like one of the most um uh what's the word i'm thinking of uh he had like the most impact on me throughout my life so it'd be just interesting just to like kind of catch up almost you know tell him how i'm doing um just you know telling him how life turned out for me i Okay, I just have another question, though. I would ask Leon, mm. why won't you continue the Redfield bloodline? 
Like, look at Claire. Like, you know, like it. Just hit hit it and ditch it, man. <laughs> the like, people who still... the people who don't know anything about Resident Evil are probably very confused. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm obsessed <laughs> with that meme, and Resident Evil Eight just makes it so much better. Like they. <laughs> I would not be surprised if they're like Kingdom Hearts at this point and just kind of feed uh, into the memes. I don't know how anyone could get to that level. <laughs> uh. Like, whoever, whoever came up with that idea, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't really know who else I'd list, like, that down with, because, like, Music's a big passion of mine. Obviously, gaming's a big passion of mine. Like, as far as actors go, like maybe Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. They'd be cool ones to hang out with. Supernatural had such a big effect on my life in the last few years because I only started watching that about five years ago, I think five or six years ago. But like ever since, like just the storyline and even just behind the scenes, they seem like such genuine, nice wholesome people they actually seem like brothers yeah and makes sense because uh you work on a show for 15 years Mm -hmm, exactly and while i wasn't really a big fan of the final season like i blame a lot on kind of current events Mm. still like uh, i will not i will not deny that i think I, i felt something in that finale yeah and Honestly, just talking about the supernatural finale, like I really, they really care about their fans. The thing because yeah. they, you, the cover of "Carry On My Wayward Son" is a fan cover mm-hmm. on YouTube. You can find yeah. it on YouTube. It was yeah. released like a few years ago, and the fact that they actually used it because you see these comments on YouTube saying, "Oh, this song needs to play at the end of this," or and the fact that it actually did play at the end of Supernatural. Yeah, really shows you that that uh, the people behind it actually do care about the people they're watching, like they're mm-hmm. watching it. Yeah, definitely. And that's one thing I like about the soup, like Supernatural, is just mm-hmm. the the following it has. Yeah, and like even Jared, like he has done so much for like the mental health community. And oh, definitely. Like his his um project there, the uh, always keep fighting. All the like relief that went through like suicide awareness and depression and stuff. And I remember even him and his wife were talking at a, I think it was in Austin after I think a kid killed himself because he's being bullied online. They went and they talk. Like they actually do care. Like they care about the community. They care about like not only their community in Austin, but like just worldwide. They actually do care about people. So I think that's really good. And Honestly, more celebrities should follow suit. A lot of them are the lesser, like, are the lesser paid ones, it seems. Like, voice actors were one, like, in a lot of animes. I can't believe I just said animes once anime. A lot of them, when you watch, like, straight, like, a lot of them stream, like, they're very down-to-earth people, and they really just Mm -hmm. act like they're just, when you look at them, they're just nerds like us. They just kind of have a different career path. But one person, like, I, who I did mention kind of before but not by name like really humble because of their experiences that I would love to hang out with Keanu Reeves Keanu yeah like literally I really don't know what to say about the man like because he's the only one of the few actors who actually gave the devil the middle finger if you have not seen Constantine <laughs> yeah one of the best scenes ever in such an underrated movie and as someone who loves Hellblazer, like he did the cynical side of Constantine Justice. Like it's really hard to pick who my favorite portrayal is, if it's Keanu or Matt Ryan. Because Matt Ryan, like he has the look and the humor, but there's something just about Keanu Reeves that just nails the part. And then of course Cyberpunk and say what you want. I personally loved Cyberpunk, even despite its flaws, and I don't blame the company because CV Project Red actually does care about their games i care it's more i blame more the producers who wanted them to speed it up and the people complaining that wasn't out yet i'd rather have fin- i'd rather uh eat a cooked a cooked ah, a cooked turkey than one that's pink inside if you know what i mean but still keanu reeves was kind of the best part of that game because i just love having your imaginary friend keanu around 
Yeah. It's funny because in those roles, he's kind of a douchebag, but mm. in life, he's so nice. Because, like, with, when I was talking about Stephen Colbert, one of my favorite mo- sh- scenes on any talk show is when Stephen was doing like his thing where he asks like questions or like it's like a rundown, it's supposed to be like, for a comedic thing. And one of the questions uh, Stephen asked Keanu was, What do you think happens? when we die and what Keanu said was the most truest thing. He just says simple. I know that the ones that uh, we love will miss us. And Keanu and Steven had the best bro handshake of acknowledgement (laughs) ever because they both lost people important to them. Yeah. And it was, it was such a wholesome moment that I just watched that whenever I'm having a bad day, because that's just one of those things Mm -hmm. that, that shows you that there's some good. There's still some good in this world. Yeah. And I think that's like the takeaway from this episode is like most of the people that we talked about now, other than like the fictional characters, of course, um, like are really genuine down to earth people. And I feel like even just one conversation to say like an hour, um, you could learn so much from them. Like everyone, like that's the thing is everyone's got their own experiences and like, life kicks everyone in the ass at some point no matter if you're rich no matter if you're poor no matter if you're had things handed to you no matter if you had to work for it every day of your life you know like life kicks the shit out of everyone and just being able to sit down with some of these people who we maybe not idolize but just respect highly like i i think it would change the perception that we have of life of society Exactly. And the fictional characters part works well because funny thing with fictional characters as someone who creates characters for like D&D one, when you actually make characters, you kind of put your own insecurities and problems in them. Like for example, one of my characters uh, he lives in, he lived in like a very secluded area and wanted to see the world and he always felt like an outcast because of that. And that kind of reflect a lot of like my childhood growing up in a small town mm-hmm. where yeah. a lot of people were kind of all raised on one way, but I felt different because I wanted to do something else with my life. Yeah. So problems. So that's one thing with a lot of these characters we talked about, like are the ones that we love, like Aaron Yeager from attack on Titan. Like his desire for freedom is based on the author living in a mountainous area. just wanted to leave the town and see what the world is like. Mm hmm. So, in a way, these fictional people are more real than you think, because a lot of their struggles are the same ones we have, so that's why they're... Mm -hmm. I don't know, that's... You don't don't view these people as gods or anything, like, you view them as people, you'll... Honestly, it just makes them way cooler. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's got their own story behind them. Even, like, fictional characters, like, I know a lot of you know, whether it's video games, movie, TV, like, a lot of inspiration behind main characters might be what someone's life was, and they're now telling you that story through a different um, format. Oh, exactly. Like, movies like Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much based on true story, like, as much as, uh, like, when we, like the Freddie Mercury you see on the stage is not the fr- real Freddie Mercury we know in real life. And uh, what was the... Uh, I think, trying to think of the... Elton John one starring er- Taron Egerton. Uh, that movie, because that's a good one that kind of showed the shit that Elton John went through. Uh, I just need, uh, what's that name? Rocket Man. Man, yeah. Yeah, that's a good movie. Watch that one, because that really shows like how, like, about musicians and kind of the struggle mm-hmm. they go through. Yeah. Because I personally think Elton John is one of the most talented musicians ever that has ever been around. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, he's like the only one I've kind of seen in concert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, but, that's another thing that kind of sucks is like a lot of the musicians, like they leave their mark when they're alive. But like, there's just so much. I feel like people don't appreciate them until they're gone. Like, for instance, with um, Cobain, like mm-hmm. now, now everyone sees like how much he's done for like the music scene and how he paved the way. But like no one, I'm not going to say no one, obviously they had fans and crowds, but like the whole of society were probably didn't care. Like they're like, Oh, "Oh, he's just another fucking deviant. You know, he's just going to cause our kids to the best example of that 
Vincent Van Gogh. Yep. Because literally hated throughout his entire life and he became famous and well-known and loved after his death. And it's really yeah. tragic because mental illness played a part in it. Yeah. And I know he like didn't think anyone would love what he did. And yeah, it was very, it depressed like it was a depressing thing for him. Yeah. Like, well, Vincent Van Gogh's story is very, it's really, it's really depressing. Yeah. Like starry night. One of the best uh, art pieces of art ever made. It's, he drew it when he was in the asylum. It's tragic. Yeah. So, but that's the thing with people is that if you ask me, they live as long as there's memory of them because memory is one of the most important things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think like people from the Roman Empire died thousands of years ago, yet people still talking about them today. Mm hmm. Yeah, I mean, this whole topic in general, and we probably should wrap her up here. We were at 45 yeah, we minutes. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, like, like I said, at the end of the day, um, it's good to ponder these types of things and maybe, you know, don't fixate on what if. Like, m- just think to yourself, kind of, what advice do you think they give you um, about the world and how things were for them? But, like, don't like we said. Don't view them on, on a pedestal. They're just people at the end of the day. They might be, you know, people that we highly respect and enjoy the idea of possibly talking to them. But like at the end of the day, they are just people. Exactly. Like, and if you ask me, people are neither good nor evil. We're somewhere in between. People make mistakes, mm-hmm. and just because you make mistakes doesn't mean that you can't be a better person after that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm comfortable ending with this episode, unless you have something else you want to say? Nope. I, it's your show, man. You uh, take the, the wheel. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, God. Brody does the outro all the time. What the fuck do I say? Potter, take the wheel. Oh, take boy. it in your hand. <laughs> um... Yeah, thank you to Travis for coming on this episode. Hopefully we'll have Kyle and him on for an episode that should be interesting. Maybe <laughs> some juicy drama there with everything that happened. Um, no worries, camp. man. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, that'll that'll definitely be good. Uh, hopefully we'll have my co-host on sooner than later. Um, Sunday, well, you get, Sunday for me. This will be a few weeks for the listeners. But Sunday, Kyle will be on, so there'll be a few episodes dropping here in the future. Um, if you haven't listened to episode 100, definitely go do that. We counted down our top 10 or 15, I can't remember, ep- uh, top episodes that we enjoyed recording. And um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, um, like we, like Brody and I said, looking forward to you know going out camping with our friends and you know, going paintballing, doing some fun stuff again when things actually open up and my province gets their fucking shit together. I'm the Saskatchewan. We have camping. I know. I heard from one of my coworkers they went to do a delivery to Saskatchewan side of Cyprus and he's like, yeah, everyone was, you know, swimming in the lake and Dude, it's... When I came in today, it is super busy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, thanks for sharing. (laughs) Can't fucking do any of that. I know, just the problem is, I kind of, as an introvert, it's like, oh man, why are there so many people out here? <laughs> yeah. God, yeah, it's definitely been a dry year for content, that's for sure. But we do have plans to go camping, and, you know, parties will resume again, hopefully. And hopefully, yeah, some interesting things happen. Maybe I'll start some drama, just so I have a story for the podcast. Anything for content. <laughs> no. I'll hoard myself out for content, I'll be the first to admit that. <laughs> um... <laughs> but yeah, um, other than that, um, you guys can follow us on social media. We've got a Facebook, we've got an Instagram, we got a Twitter. We do have a Snapchat. We don't use that very often. Um, all our posts will go live on our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagrams, though. Um, if you want to support us even more, there's a few tiers on Patreon you can you can um, purchase. You can get a shout out on every episode if you so wish. Um, I think the lowest tier is like a dollar. Um, so yeah, definitely go check that out. 
Um, I will be adding a new tier in the future with some uh, saucy stories that are uh, too spicy to go on main. So they'll be going on Patreon. Um, go check out our Red Bubble. We've got some merch on there. Go wrap a t-shirt or a wallet or phone case, whatever you so wish. Uh, any support is uh, appreciated. You can listen to us on Spotify, uh, Apple, and whatever is happening with Google Music. I think it's YouTube Music now. Um, possibly. So go check us out for that. You can either search the BB Podcast or there is links to all the, um, streaming platforms in the description of the videos um and we are also uh hosted by anchor fm and they have a few listening platforms if you so wish which you can find us on anchor fm uh as well so yeah that's kind of concludes the episode anything you want to plug there travis actually i i will uh don't really have a start date yet but uh just a little coming soon uh, I will be starting my own podcast, a D&D podcast, called The Nerd Circle, and with our campaign, Waltz of the Wild. Still, uh, we're getting closer and closer to actually getting to that, so I'm excited. So, I'll have to uh, give more details on that later when I actually get the details, because I'm not... Uh, it's, it's, a new, it's a new adventure for me, because I'm not much of a planner. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting. Yeah, I mean, any tips or tricks you need, I you know I'm here. It's, it's oh, been yeah. a journey for us. Oh, so. Exactly. I might have you guest star one day. <laughs> yeah, anything eat easier on other podcasters out there for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Podcasts uh, are fun. They are. And uh, looking forward to having you back next time. Um, no worries. Until then, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. You guys take care.